It has stood the test of time. God's book, the Bible, still relevant in today's complex world. It is written, sharing messages of hope around the world. As we begin today, it is important to remember and review what we have talked about before. The book of Daniel is broken up into two major sections, the historical section, which covers chapters one through six, and the prophetic section, which covers chapters seven through 12. Now, what we will study today will actually prepare us to dig into that prophetic section. Now, in those chapters of Daniel 7 through 12, every chapter, except for Daniel 10 and 11, contains a very specific time prophecy. Those prophecies need to be properly interpreted in order to be properly understood. For instance, in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 25, the Bible speaks of the little horn. He shall wear out the saints of the Most High for a time, two times, and half a time. Now, in addition, Daniel 8.14 says that it would take 2,300 days in order to cleanse the sanctuary. And also in Daniel 9.24, the Bible says that 70 weeks are determined for Daniel's people and for the holy city. Verse 25 says that Messiah the prince will arrive 69 weeks after the decree is given to restore and build Jerusalem. And Daniel 12, 7 says that the abomination that makes desolate would shatter the power of the holy people for a time, two times, and half a time. Now, that is only to name a few of the time prophecies in Daniel 7 through 12 we will study and have much more to say about these amazing time prophecies in future shows. But for now, the key to understanding these time prophecies lies in the specific relationship between a day, a month, and a year. Now, there is actually a remarkable prophecy that occurs seven times in the scriptures that revolves around this relationship between a day, a month, and a year. Those seven times are all found in the book of Daniel and Revelation. Daniel and Revelation are really sister books or bookends of one another. Daniel was a sealed book. And in essence, the book of Revelation represents the unsealing of Daniel. But what was this amazing prophecy that occurs seven times? Its first appearance is found in Daniel 7:25. The little horn shall wear out the saints of the Most High for a time, two times, and half a time. Then in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 7, it would be for a time, two times, and a half a time, the shattering by the abomination that makes desolate of the power of the holy people. And as we turn to the book of Revelation, we go to chapter 11 and verse 2. 
the nations will trample over the holy city for 42 months. Verses 3 and 7, I will grant my two witnesses power to prophesy for 1,260 days. The beast that ascends from the bottomless pit will make war upon them and conquer them and kill them. While Revelation 12, 6 pronounces these words, the woman fled into the wilderness from the dragon to be nourished for 1,260 days. But verses 14 and 15 of Revelation 12 also say this, to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And finally, Revelation 13, 5 through 7 states this, power was given unto him, speaking of the beast, to continue 40 and two months. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Now, I know that this may be a bit confusing, but here is what I want you to notice. Each of these prophecies is describing the exact same events. Now, however, the timing is described and it uses different language, language of days, months, and times. Now, that word times is another word for years. And so when we compare these numbers, let's take particular notice that 1260 days equals 42 months. And 42 months equals a time, times, and a half a time, which is clearly three and a half years. These are three different ways of expressing the exact same time period. So you might say to yourself, okay, what's the big deal? Here's the big deal and the question we need to ask. Are the prophecies of Daniel 7 through 12 simply limited to some three and a half year period some 2,500 years ago? Well, friends, we need to go to the book of Daniel itself to answer this question. It is interesting how Daniel himself uses the word days in his book. For example, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 5 and verse 18, the Bible says that Daniel and his friends appeared before the king at the end of days. However, their schooling covered at least three years. And again, in Daniel 4.34, where King Nebuchadnezzar lost his mind, the king recovered from his insanity, and the Bible states, at the end of the days. But we know from Daniel 4.25 that the period involved with Nebuchadnezzar was seven years. Daniel 5.11 refers to the days of Nebuchadnezzar. This was a reference to events that had occurred more than a half a century earlier. And Daniel 2, verse 28, speaks of Nebuchadnezzar's dream that revealed what was to come in the latter days. However, those events didn't occur days later. They occurred 
years later. And verse 44 of Daniel 2 says that the great image of the dream was to come in the days of the kings who were to rule the divided kingdom of iron and clay. Those days are obviously referring to the years of those kings. Daniel 8.26 refers to the sealing up of the vision which pertains to many days, even to the time of the end. Now, was the time of the end just days after Daniel had that dream? Obviously not. There are many examples, but one of the most important examples comes from Daniel 11 and verse 33 which says the persecution would last for days. Those days are the same as the time, times, and a half a time, or three and a half years of Daniel 7.25. What does all this mean? Well, here's what it means. Quite clearly, in prophetic literature, one prophetic day is equal to that of one literal year. And so this means that 1260 days is actually equal to 1260 years. 42 months, which is equal to 1260 days, is equal to 1260 years. And three and a half times or three and a half years is equal to 1260 days, which is equal to 1260 years. This is not some new discovery that I'm sharing with you. Many Bible students, many Bible teachers and scholars throughout the centuries of the past have utilized this principle in Bible prophecy that one prophetic day represents one literal year. And all of this is an essential part of the building blocks of an astronomer by the name of Jean-Philippe de Chasseau. He used this in order to solve a very complex astronomical problem. Now, what is fascinating is that his solution in astronomy led to the discovery of the Daniel cycle. What we are going to see is that Deschasseaux's discovery actually confirms the year-day principle that we saw in Scripture but we're going to see it affirmed through scientific means. So let's talk a little bit about Deschasseaux's problem. You know, for centuries, astronomers and mathematicians have tried to harmonize the daily, monthly, and yearly cycles. Now think about it for a moment. This can be a difficult thing to understand, but it's actually quite simple. A day contains 24 hours and it is a fundamental measure of time. The month or the interval between one new moon and another contains 29 days, 12 hours, 44 minutes, and three seconds. Then the year occupies 12 months, 10 days, 21 hours, or 365 days, five hours, 48 minutes, and 49 seconds. Now, if we were to calculate the number of days in a month or in a year, or how many months in a year, our answer would involve fractions that would make this task increasingly difficult. 
Now, again, don't be confused by all of this. But here's what I want you to do. Imagine for just a moment that the earth, moon, and sun were all perfectly arranged in a straight line. Now, given that the earth revolves or spins completely every 24 hours and that the moon takes 29 days, 12 hours, 44 minutes, and three seconds to go around the earth and that a year takes the earth 365 days to go around the sun, 365 days, five hours, 48 minutes, and 49 seconds, how long would it take to bring all those cycles together so that the earth, moon, and sun came back into that original position of being in a perfect line. Well, enter on the scene astronomer Jean-Philippe Deschasseaux. Deschasseaux was doing chronological research in an attempt to answer that question we just talked about of the alignment of the sun, earth, and moon. Now, in addition, he was seeking to find an accurate date for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. To accomplish that, he was studying closely the prophecies of Daniel chapter 8 and Daniel chapter 9. Now, through his study of Daniel, he began to wonder about the relationship between the 1260-day prophecy and the 2300-day prophecy actually being years. Now, somehow he must have noticed that these periods are linked to one another by various themes. And so this led him to a brilliant idea. He began to analyze these periods from an astronomical point of view. In other words, he began to wonder if the 1260 and 2300 prophetic day or little years might be the key to harmonizing the three basic time units of the solar day, the solar year, and the lunar month. Now, he concluded that there was one of four possibilities. Now, don't lose me here. First, the solar day harmonized with the solar year. Second, the solar year somehow harmonized with the lunar month. Third, the solar day somehow harmonizes with the lunar month. Or, all three are harmonized, the day, month, and year. Now, here's the beautiful thing that Deschazeaux discovered when he applied the year-day principle to these mathematical and astronomical challenges. First, he discovered that both the 1260 and 2300 prophetic day prophecies of Daniel were remarkably perfect and accurate lunar-solar cycles. Each was a harmonization of the second class, meaning that the solar year harmonized with the lunar month. No previous astronomer had discovered this relationship. So as Deschazeaux continued his calculations, he discovered a cycle of harmonization between the day, the month, and the year. And that had also eluded astronomers up until that point. When he looked at the 1260 years... It was a good fit, almost perfect harmony, a remarkably small error between the day, month, and year. However, the 2300-year prophecy was even better. It represented the kind of cycle that had long been unsuccessfully demonstrated by astronomers. In fact, 
By using the 2300 years to harmonize the day, month, and year, there was only an error of eight hours and 12 minutes, which is remarkably small. That's roughly a 0.005% error over the 2300 years. As De Chazot pondered the similarity of the very small error in each of these time prophecies, he theorized that the difference between the 1260 and the 2300 years or 1,040 years would prove to be the key to unlock the mystery of when the earth, moon, and sun would be in perfect alignment again. And my dear friends, that is exactly what he found. Let's allow him to communicate this discovery in his own words. This period of 1,040 years, indicated indirectly by the Holy Ghost, is a cycle at once solar, lunar, and diurnal or terrestrial of the most perfect accuracy. I subsequently discovered two singular confirmations of this fact, which I will explain presently. When I have adduced all my purely astronomical proofs, may I in the meantime be permitted to give this new cycle the name of the Daniel cycle. Perfect harmony. It couldn't be an accident. De Chazot recorded this profound discovery in a booklet titled Historical, Chronological, and Astronomical Remarks on Certain Parts of the Book of Daniel. It was edited, edited by his sons and published in 1754, some time after his death. But more importantly, his findings were independently confirmed by Messrs. Myron and Cassini, who all were celebrated astronomers of the Royal Academy of Science in Paris. They declared De Chazot's findings to be in harmony with astronomical fact. Now, don't let all of this astronomical talk confuse you. In simplicity, what does this all mean? Friends, what this means is this. It demonstrates that the year-day principle, which is widely attested to in the scripture, finds its ultimate ground and foundation in the very material of creation itself. You see, De Chazot's own conclusion of this astonishing discovery demonstrated to him that it is absolute proof that the book of Daniel was divinely inspired. Listen to De Chazot's own words. Such a cycle would never have been chosen by accident. And since it was not accidental, it must have been chosen by him who timed the movements of the sun and moon in their orbits. My dear friends, since De Chazot's use of the year-day principle works in a miraculous way to unlock the mathematical and astronomical problem of harmonizing the solar day, lunar month, and solar year, there are only two explanations that are plausible. First, this is just 
a matter of chance and pure luck. And friends, we all know that that's not plausible at all. Or this is designed. It's planned. It is clear in my mind that this is evidence that a divine hand has given the prophet divine information that could only point to one conclusion. There is a divine source of all things and a creator of all things. A designer who has designed everything in hopes of having a relationship with you. Friends, when we look at that, there are only two logical conclusions to this issue of time and prophecy. Any other conclusion would simply be irrational. The first is this. God does indeed exist, and he desires personal interaction with each and every one of us. And secondly, this book, the Bible, is divinely inspired designed by a master designer and is authoritative and completely trustworthy in the lives of those who choose to trust him. Listen to these provocative words from Deshazo. For several ages, the book of Daniel and especially these passages of it have been quoted and commented on by numerous and varied authors so that it is impossible for a moment to call in question their antiquity. Who can have taught their author the marvelous relation of the periods he selected with solely lunar revolutions? Is it possible, considering all these points, to fail to recognize in the author of the book of Daniel, the creator of the heavens and their hosts, of the earth and the things that are therein. Friend, will we, as we study this book, fail to see the creator of the heavens and the earth? God is calling. He is appealing to each of us to see him as creator and Lord. Author Edwin de Kock perfectly summarizes De Chazot's discovery when he states these words. As our planet spins upon its axis and drags along the circling moon to swing with it around the sun, the solar system completes a Daniel cycle every 1,040 years. What is this? if not a message from the creator himself, speaking to us not only from the pages of an ancient book, but also from among the stars. Did you hear that? This book, the Bible, it is a message for you. It is a message for me. It's personal, directed right toward you and into your heart. God wants you to be in a relationship with him. He wants you to trust his book. He wants to hear his call to come into relationship with him. He wants you to hear that call. My dear friend, if God can guide the universe with such precision, don't you think he has a plan for you?
Today, will you accept that plan? Today, will you listen to that call? In this quiet place with you, I bow before your throne. I bear the deepest part of me to you and you alone. I keep no secrets for there is no thought you have not known. I give my best and all the rest to you Friend, would you like more information on pursuing that relationship with God? Today, I want to offer you a booklet by my friend Mark Finley 
Living in the End Time Prophecy Study Guide. Here's the information you need. To request today's offer, just log on to www.itiswrittencanada.ca. If you prefer, you may call toll-free at 1-888-CALL-IIW. Or if you wish, you may write to us at It Is Written, Box 2010, Oshawa, Ontario, L1H7V4. Friend, thank you so much for watching. Join us again next week. Until then, remember, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Thank you.